Hey, and welcome into this week's podcast where we preview Packers week seven game at the Denver Broncos. So folks, doing a little precap here because we had some audio issues and I deeply apologize for that. A little bit embarrassing, but for some reason on our StreamYard platform, first two minutes or so did not get recorded. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and get you up to speed. So the first couple of minutes didn't miss much. Um, just a little bit of banter. Dane is going through an illness, but was able to battle through this podcast, uh, despite a heavy, heavy cold. But, um, really we're just getting into the discussion here of this week's injury report. Um, good news is, is that We've got a return of Aaron Jones, most likely on the horizon. Looks like Quay Walker was able to practice both days, Wednesday and Thursday. Didn't suffer a serious injury. Um, and then another main guy that we're going to be looking at is certainly Jair Alexander popping up on the injury report after not being listed with that back on Wednesday. So uh, I'll go ahead and turn it over uh, right after our intro music. You're going to hit right into that discussion. But thanks so much, as always, for listening and go Pack Go. Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go Pack Go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't the best sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say. Uh, come back from so even with one week off with the bye um i i don't expect vondre campbell uh, to be able to play on sunday i know technically we've got practice time uh here tomorrow recording here on thursday night so it's certainly possible that he gets out on the field tomorrow but even if he's able to get out out there in a limited capacity um although a veteran i think devondre campbell is a guy that normally he's going to get a full week of practice in uh if he's going to go on sunday so um i i think we can plan for that to be uh, uh mcduffie getting another start here this week uh on the flip side on the inside linebacker news um quay walker uh was out there in limited capacity both yesterday on wednesday and today so i think that's really good news uh folks might have been concerned after he uh got uh, taken out of the raiders game and was unable to return uh that that could have been a longer term injury and the fact that he was already out there practicing um coming off the bye both days wednesday and thursday i think dane is a good sign um and, and then in addition to that um really everyone else that's listed uh has been able to practice in a limited capacity sounds like it's really good news uh with uh, aaron jones he said he feels as good as he's felt since he initially sustained the injury um sounds like it kept him out of that raiders game more out of an abundance of caution he tweaked something just a little bit or not even tweak, but just didn't feel quite right after practice on Saturday before that game. So obviously there's still a few days to go between now and Sunday, uh, but he was able to participate in pads uh, in the Wednesday practice. So that's, uh, I think, a really encouraging sign, Dane. And then uh, certainly the other one I think we're all going to be keeping an eye on is Jair Alexander was not listed on injury report yesterday on Wednesday was listed today with limited participation with the back. So uh, that back seems to be something that might be lingering a little bit. So unknown whether that's just maybe some stiffness or a little soreness from uh, returning to practice after having that week off um, after Wednesday, if he'll be 
just good to go. Um, but we'll have a better idea. Certainly, if he's carrying an injury designation going into the weekend, uh, that could be a concern there as well. That's a good point. And yeah, you know, it's I swear every year we talk about hamstrings and those are always just brutal uh, and difficult uh, with with Aaron Jones or any of the guys we've had over the years with that. But back is about as unpredictable as hamstring, right? Once some guy, a guy tweaks it, it's really hard to get back to 100 percent. Uh, especially with the physicality of football. So hopefully Jair is able to go. I know Eric Stokes is inching closer to return, um, but I don't expect that quite yet, probably either. So, um, you know, it's just another uh, another week where we may or may not be without Ja. But I'll tell you what, Wags, I'm, I'm curious your take, but um, even if Ja is limited, let's get him out there. If he can go for 20 snaps, 30 snaps. I mean, he's just he's too good of a player. Um, if, if it's not going to – be a crucial long-term injury um, from from playing on it this this Sunday. I'm just I'm hopeful he's able to go. Um, Denver's had a hard time passing the ball to a large extent this year, and why make it any easier on them if we can get Ja out even limited? It's going to be huge for this defense. Yeah, and you mentioned Eric Stokes. Um, I it will be interesting to see what they do. I, I think not exactly tip their hand, but um, Coach Lafleur did acknowledge that. One way to manage uh, Stokes' snaps could be to put him on some of the special teams coverage units. Um, so that could be a way to get him active and out on the field. And as you mentioned, if Ja is not able to go, you know, uh, his full complement or number of typical snaps, defense side of the ball, I'm not sure that you just rotate Eric Stokes in with Jair. Uh, however, there's different personnel groupings that you could utilize. Uh, and perhaps uh, if you're managing Eric Stokes' defensive snaps, that's a really big deal to have a player of his caliber. If they feel like he's ready, um, even if it's only in 5, 10, 15 defensive snaps, uh, if Jair Alexander isn't quite 100%, you need to manage him a little bit. Every rep, every snap is going to help. So um, I think that would be uh, welcome news, certainly, not only for this week uh, with Jair's uh, injury, but just on a broader uh, scheme of things, it's easy to forget how good Eric Stokes looked a few years ago in his rookie season. And um, certainly it's been a long time since he's been able to get out there on the football field on a game day. So I'm excited. Even if that doesn't come this week, it does look like it's trending in a direction that he'll be out back out on the football field uh, for the Packers in the very, very near future. It's huge. So Wags, looking at this week, um, Packers, as we mentioned, coming off the bye, um, Denver, for all intents and purposes, they're a professional ball team, but they're not a very good one, right, uh, at the NFL level this year. They're just not. Um, I, some fans in Denver might be thinking the same about the Packers, right, uh, at two and three. Only have one more win than Denver. So I ask you this from a Packers fan perspective as much as a Packer podcast perspective. Um, not only give her a hot take, just your honest assessment, which you always give on this pod. How important is this game? coming out of the uh, out of the bye week. You know, there's a huge difference between two and four and three and three in the National Football League. Um, you know, how big is this? Before we go to breaking down offense and defensive side of the ball, how are you feeling? But also, like, how much weight is in this one? 
Well, uh, that's a great question, Dana. And certainly, I guess it depends on what your expectations are uh, for the rest of the season uh, for this Packers team. Uh, certainly, on paper, you look at a Broncos team that's struggling. Um, yet, even after you know getting moving on from Frank Clark and and Randy Gregory, um, they played probably their best defensive game of the year uh, last week against the Chiefs uh, on Thursday night football. And so they're coming off a mini by themselves. Um, and certainly you can't really take any team for granted in this league, uh, particularly with the inconsistency that the Packers have had on both sides of football. So um, I think the Packers, quite honestly, uh, have no right to look at any opponent and say, we should be- beat this team and move on to three and three. Uh, they've got to go out and play their best football every week in order to to win these games. Uh, so they need to focus on themselves. So really what I'm looking for, Dane, is – Against the Raiders uh, in the last game a couple weeks ago, we talked about a Packers defense that's really struggling to stop the run and a Raiders offense really struggling to get a run game going, albeit with a very talented uh, running lead running back. Uh, And the defense did their job in that game and uh, really played well and was able to say, okay, um, you know, maybe we haven't figured everything out in stopping the run, but in this particular uh, week against an opponent that's really struggling to run the ball, uh, we're, we've been able to figure some things out and do enough uh, to uh, really get that side of the football, um, you know, figured out to a degree in that particular week. Uh, in this matchup, I'm really going to be looking at this Denver Broncos pass defense against mm. Packers pass offense that's been struggling um, for consistency as well. Um, now, the Packers run game has really been struggling. There's not been anything inconsistent about that. They've been consistently bad in the run game. Uh, but the uh, pass offense for Packers has shown flashes. Uh, they've been good, and then they've been uh, struggling. So uh, this is a Broncos secondary that's giving up 77% completion rate. Uh, we all know Jordan Love is last in the NFL amongst uh, quarterbacks that are starting uh, in this league in completion percentage. Uh, he talked a little bit about that in his press conference this week. And, um, you know, he he acknowledged that obviously he needs, he's working to get the ball and, and get his reads and, and, and let guys make plays after ca- after the catch. And, and that's really, I think, something that they're going to be focused on. Now, I don't expect that Jordan Love's going to be afraid to rip it downfield. Yeah. Um, he certainly is pushing the ball downfield in the opportunities that he, that he has. Uh, but this Broncos defense certainly can be had through the air, um, despite the effort that they put up against the Chiefs. But that's Thursday night football. And honestly, mm-hmm. the Chiefs maybe just haven't been quite as good on offense as they've been in past years. So that might be more of a reputation thing. Um, and on Thursdays, a lot of times offenses uh, seem to struggle in those Thursday night matchups. But, um, Dane, I'm curious what your thoughts are because sticking with the offensive side of the ball, yeah. um, we've talked an awful lot about the guys up front. Now um, we've had a mini bye week. Now we've had a full bye week. It seems like we're as healthy as we're going to get with these guys up front, probably for the rest of the season, frankly. Um, so what, what can you expect to see for this offensive line to get some things figured out and get some cohesion and maybe start to play a little bit better football? Well, it's it's a good question. It's something that um, 
you know, I think this is a critical week for the team. Um, you know, maybe not from a, a playoff, not playoff, whatever, but but from a you know who are we kind of team. They can't be flat, and they need to be able to be um, a little bit more physical up front. I think one of the big I don't want to say excuses, but question marks has been, oh, without Aaron Jones, can't get the run game going. But um, even with Aaron Jones, with with some of the the poor run blocking that we saw up front and just kind of a lack of cohesion over the first few games of this team, um, you know, I'm not sure how successful Aaron Jones would have been in certain situations. So um, it, this is going to be a big week. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's going to be – it's important, I think, too – from a coaching staff's perspective, it's important from, from the guys up front. Razul Douglas said it um, he's like, today or yesterday. He had a quote, something along the lines of like, you know, Young's not an excuse. I'm paraphrasing it. But basically, like, they played five games. It's enough. You know, it's the National Football League. Like, it's time to step up. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a roundabout way of saying I don't know what to expect out of this offensive line. Uh, we've seen some maneuvering around. We've talked. Uh, ad nauseum about what, who we think the best five would be up front. And, um, you know, I think that we're probably going to go with similar to what we had last uh, week prior to the bye is going to be the the, the five up front again. And, um, you know, I just I, I'm hoping that some of the communication breakdowns that we've seen um, start to, uh, were, were figured out over this bye to a certain extent. I, I, I think we're both on record as saying that this bye week couldn't have come at a better time this year. The, the offense looked completely out of sorts. Uh, I thought play calling didn't look very good. Just across the board, it didn't look very good. So now, you know, we kind of hold our breath uh, a little bit and say, okay, what was figured out? Um, what's going to be problematic going forward. But but um, I'm optimistic. I really am, Wags, that I think that um, this is an offensive line. Going into the year, we were really high on this offensive line with or without David Bakhtiari. I'm still confident in these guys. We've got some really, really good guys up front. Um, it's, it's time, though, right? It's time, especially against this Denver Broncos defensive front. If not against Denver Broncos, despite only allowing 19 to Kansas City, we've seen how they gave up 70 to Miami. They, they, they've been bad. They're, 70. They're, yeah, 70 <laughs> in an NFL game. So, you know, we should be able to push them around enough. I don't care if we're on the road. So that, that's where I'm coming at it from, Wags, is, yeah, we're a two and three team. They're a one and whatever, five team. But um, if we can't run against the Denver Broncos, this is going to make for a long season. So it's it's important that we try to figure that out. Um, pronto. <laughs> pronto. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think one thing about this Denver defense, I, I mentioned their past defense has been really struggling. Um, but maybe this is the week kind of the opposite of the defense last week where, you know, something has to give. Uh, Denver's also last in the league defensively in in run defense they're giving up 5.6 yards per carry uh they're just getting steamrolled and and something that's interesting and and i don't know what your thoughts on this are dane but just looking game by game the running backs that they seem to be giving up a lot of that yardage to um are not the exact same players that aaron jones is but kind of in the same mold. Uh, you look at uh, the Devon chain. He kind of had his breakout game against the Broncos before he went on IR last week uh, for Miami at over 200 yards. Khalil Herbert had over a hundred yards rushing uh, against this Broncos defense uh, when they faced the bears. Not, I mean, Herbert, you know, nice, nice little running back, but not someone you expect to be giving up over a hundred yards uh, <laughs> rushing to, I think at this point. Um, 
you know, uh, Brees Hall had a huge game against this uh, Denver uh, uh, defense. So those guys that are quick and have some of that home run ability uh, seem to be finding big time opportunities against this Broncos defense. Um, and, you know, maybe that was a little bit of the downfall for a team like the Chiefs. They're not a, a team. Maybe they've gotten better at times at running the ball, but um, they they didn't do the best. Um, they, they don't have the strongest run game. I think it's fair mm-hmm. to say, Dane. Um, now, neither do the Packers, at least so far this year. But I, I got to think this has got to be a much bigger deal than we might we think. We, we really haven't seen Aaron Jones if he's going to go full-fledged in the game this week, which I do expect that he will uh, do that since he got hurt in week one. So uh, this could be, and this is supposed to be our best offensive player. So maybe this is a much bigger deal than we even realize uh, for the guys up front too. You're, you're right. There's been some breakdown certainly, uh, but Aaron Jones is someone that can make a lot out of uh, very little. Uh, yeah. We've seen that over the years. And sometimes all you need is just a little bit of positive momentum in some of those plays. And all of a sudden the defense is on its heels a little bit. So um, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on how big of an impact Aaron Jones truly could make um, in, in terms of getting this run game going, in terms of helping this offense find a little bit more consistency, um, particularly between the 20s, because they've been mm-hmm. fairly good once they've gotten into the red zone. They just haven't enough had enough opportunities to, to get down there. It's massive. It's massive, and, and it will theoretically impact every phase of the game offensively for the team, not just the run game, but the pass game as well. If the play action becomes a bit of a threat, look out. Um, you know, if, 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 um, if they have to bring an extra guy in the box, look out. And, and, and as you mentioned, Wags, some of these backs that have torn off big runs against this Denver defense, their average uh, carry is brutally bad uh, for, for the Denver defense, but also they just give up chunk plays too, big plays um, consistently. And that's Aaron Jones's bread and butter. So, um, you know, you mentioned that, and I think that the better, that Aaron Jones can do uh, for this Packers team. Um, I, I then start to look at the defensive backfield in particular for, for Denver. And there's a guy that I'm going to circle, uh, Damari Mathis, who has just gotten torched uh, by, by uh, starting opposing wide receivers all season long. And this could be, uh, there's a potential here, you know, um, for a, a really strong game from a, a Christian Watson or a Romeo Dobbs, somebody on the outside, um, depending on who's matched up with them. But it, it does, I think, all start with Aaron Jones because, um, you know, I think Denver can get to the get to the quarterback inconsistently, but enough to be a little bit problematic. Um, but if we're running the ball, that pretty much mitigates what they're going to be able to do from a pass rush perspective. And uh, all that does is a good running game is a quarterback's best friend, especially a young quarterback. So um, it, it, everything I think flows through this running game for the Packers. We've had high expectations. They have not been met so far this year, but th- this is a, uh, this is the week. If not now, I don't know when uh, on the road early on. I just, I feel confident that this is the week that we can tear off some big runs and allow Jordan Love to settle in then and make some throws, uh, take some shots downfield as well. Yeah. And I mean, really, if you look last week, last game, uh, we talked about Max Crosby being like the one guy we were concerned with. And apparently that was for good reason, right? Um, This week, 
I, I honestly think it's even more bleak uh, for the opposing team. When you look at, at their depth chart, it's Pat Sertain. And, and outside of that, Dane, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I feel like I'm someone that has an above average ability to know guys and what's happening around the league. Uh, and I legitimately, and I'm people can listen to this and say, oh, Wags, like, really? You don't know any of these guys? I don't know who any of these guys are, aside from Pat Sertain. I legitimately have never heard of any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, um, maybe Alex Singleton, I, I, you know, is a name I, I've seen. I, I, other than that, um, Kareem Jackson, I guess, technically, I've, I, you know, but I mean, these are not guys that are household names uh, around the league. And so that doesn't mean that they can't play. I, I will acknowledge that everybody got to get a start somewhere. Um, they haven't <laughs> shown much so far. So, um, I mean, and honestly, I, I'm a lot less concerned if your one guy is a boundary corner than if your one guy's a one man wrecking crew on the defensive front. Um, doesn't mean that they shouldn't have and couldn't have done a better job against Crosby, but that's not he, neither here nor there. We're talking this week against this Denver defense. Um, so, Dane, um, when you look at a, a guy like Pat Sertain, um, how, you know, do you, you balance not just letting him take away uh, his side of the field by saying, well, as long as we don't go after him, we'll be fine. And almost giving them an advantage if you don't have some ability to attack it versus just saying, why would we even bother? We've got all mm-hmm. these other, uh, you know, uh, matchups that we might like and we can uh, try to attack. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they try to rotate and utilize him and who he's matching up against. Um, is that Christian Watson getting a lot of opportunities to line up against them? Is it Romeo Dobbs? Is it some other guys? Um, but I certainly think that Perhaps some of our secondary weapons could be in line for a big day, uh, in addition to Aaron Jones, if he's fully healthy and can get a full workload this week. Um, I think there there could be some some real opportunities uh, for some of those uh, guys, uh, Jaden Reed, um, you know, uh, even a Dontavian Wicks, um, certainly some of our young tight ends uh, to get some looks. And I, I know I went strong with Musgrave and, and uh, expecting him to have a breakout game in our last game. Um, so maybe that doesn't necessarily happen to that degree, although I still maintain it's going to happen the week I don't predict it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, certainly I think there's going to be some opportunities to exploit some mismatches against this Denver defense. Yeah, no, I mean, Wags, anytime you, you talk about a, a defense and you say, well, you got to start somewhere, um, that makes me at least feel a little more confident, you know, and then how we, we go about it. But it's reality, right? Is that this is not a this is not the, the iron curtain or anything, right? Or steel curtain, excuse me, or anything of, of that nature uh, in Denver. Um, anything else on the Packers offensive side before we hop over to Packers D versus uh, Russell Wilson, a familiar foe and this Denver Broncos offense? Uh, I don't think so. Let's just dive over to the offensive uh, uh, side of the uh, Broncos against this uh, Packers defense. And there's a little bit more talent on the offensive side of ball for the Broncos. And frankly, they played a little bit better, I think, on offense than they did last year. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is certainly not going to be a offense that the Packers can afford to take for granted either. The, The one thing that makes me a little bit nervous is, we talked about the Packers defense being 
good, bad, good, bad, depending on the week. Well, since the bye week was week six, does that mean this is a good week for the offense or because we didn't play a game or a defense is because we didn't play a game. Uh, we might get an inconsistent performance coming off the bye. I sure hope uh, that these guys are dialed in, but you know, sometimes a break from the routine can actually be harder on the defense side than it is on the offensive side. Um, as guys are not as locked in with the uh, film study, uh, communication, reps, all those things uh, that are so important for a defense and typically why uh, early in camp and in practices, defenses have an advantage over the offensive side of football. Um, well, same thing can be through coming off a bye, just with the opposite effect. So uh, I, I really, truly hope, Dan, that this is a defense that's able to build on some momentum of what they did in that game against the Raiders, because if we can get uh, some consistency and, and if we can get performances like this defense put up against the Raiders, most weeks, the rest of the way, I like our chances yeah, uh, for the offense to start to get some, some better performances and to build off of that. Um, and, and I think there could be a lot of wins in, in the rest of this schedule um, if we're able to do that uh, now. Um, getting more into specifics with matchups, Dan, I think the strength of this Denver offense is certainly in their wide receivers. Um, uh, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton um, are the two headliners uh, for this receiver group. Um, so what do you think the Packers can do to try to neutralize that, particularly knowing that we might have a slightly hampered Jair Alexander? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, this Broncos offense, I did a little bit of uh, digging on what they've been up to. I don't claim to be a um, Broncos, um, you know, aficionado by any stretch of the imagination, but um, they seem to start pr- hot pretty quick uh, in each each week. They've scored touchdowns on that first drive a fair amount of times this season, and then they just kind of fall off the map. Um, so that's kind of a, an interesting thing just in its own right. We, we saw terrible Russell Wilson last year, and – this year, I think, has been better from what I can tell, but he's still not the Russell Wilson, you know, in Seattle that gave the Packers defense fits in the, you know, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. Um, so um, all that's to say, it seems like he's had a little bit of trouble um, meshing with some of these receivers since he's come to Denver. And and I agree. I think that Sutton and Judy are both very talented guys. There's a lot of rumors uh, swirling about Judy maybe getting traded out of Denver uh, before the trade deadline. That's not happening if the dude's balling out every week. And, and there's just, there's, there's stuff going on, right? There's dysfunction going on uh, with this offense. So even though on face value, I think that there is quite a bit of talent on this offense. Um, there's some dysfunction with the Denver Broncos. And, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not wise enough to, to know if this is an on week or an off week uh, for the defense. But I will say that I'm not as concerned with Russell Wilson's legs as I was a couple of years ago with kind of his scramble ability. Um, the running backs in, in Denver are um, adequate, but I, none of them scare me. And, and this wide receiver group against our DB group, I like the matchup. If Jock can go on one side and Razul can go on the other, I actually really like our matchup this week against this Denver, um, the, the, the Denver um, wide receivers. And, you know, then it goes down to Russell Wilson. Is he going to have time in the pocket? And, you know, a few years ago, it didn't matter if Russ had time in the pocket or not. He, he could kill you one way or another. He's not that same guy. And I, I you know, I, I think Rashawn Gary's been an absolute wrecking crew 
for this defense, but I expect other guys to continue to step up and grow as the season progresses as well. So um, Wags, I think it's important that Jair plays uh, against this wide receiver group, but I I would say that uh, of the guys that we've played so far this season, I'm actually less concerned about this holistically uh, as, as a, as a offense of any offense that we've faced so far this season, because of just the dysfunction they've shown week in and week out. Um, uh, from from the team perspective, it just doesn't seem like they're meshing. They've got a new coach in Sean Payton. Um, just it, things seem clunky in Denver right now, and I that gives I think the Packers defense a little bit of um good odds. Yeah, uh, this is a Denver offense that second in the league in pass plays over forty yards and in top five in pass touchdowns. So that's really been where they've been butting their bread. So uh, certainly the matchups you mentioned uh, seem to be matchups that we'll roll the dice with for sure. Um, I think the Packers are going to have to be mindful uh, mm-hmm. of that that deep um, portion of the field. So this could be a week where Packer fans just gear up to be a little bit uh, anxious about not being able to hold an opponent opposing run uh, offense to less than four and a half, five yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if you're playing the matchups and you're playing the odds, which we have talked ad nauseum about looking for this uh, defensive coaching staff to do, um, you've really got to focus on this Denver uh, pass uh, offense and and maybe deprioritize the rushing offense uh, a little bit compared to what you were doing against a, a team like the Raiders uh, two weeks ago. So, uh, Dane, it's 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 not the most difficult uh, offense that we're going to face this season. You're absolutely right about that. Um, but they've certainly got a lot of guys that can cause pause. Co- excuse me, I can't talk tonight, can can cause some issues for Mm -hmm. defenses if you're not communicating and on top of everything. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, Dane, uh, that I'd like to make sure is that we're not sloppy um, in in terms of tackling coming Mm -hmm. off a bye Mm -hmm. um, and that we don't have breakdowns where you know guys are getting wide open on plays just because of miscommunication. So um, those are two of the big keys for me is can we keep it clean uh, or at least relatively clean on the defensive side of the ball coming out, out of this buy. Um, I'll take my chances uh, in getting maybe a, a couple of turnovers. Um, certainly you can say what you want about Russell Wilson, but he's someone that is pretty free with the football uh, yeah. when you've got opportunities. So you've got to take advantage of those opportunities if he does. And when he does give them to you. Um, and then I think the last key for me, Dane is what can we get? We talked about this during the bye week after that Raiders game, but what can we get in terms of reps from our defensive line beyond the starters? Because going to mile high, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And if there's a situation where Denver, even if they're not putting up a ton of points, is able to start winning that time of possession battle and the defense is out there for more snaps than you'd like to see, um, and the offense certainly has a part to play in that too, and keeping the defense on the sidelines. Uh, but uh, that's that's I think a real key for this game is is can the defense um, win some opportunities in third down situations, and are they able to rotate guys in on that defensive line, particularly uh, so that they're fresh or ish in the second half um, and not really starting to get get worn down, um, you know, in the thin air uh, up Mm -hmm. in Denver. So um, I think 
you have to be prepared for that. That's a, a real advantage for the Broncos players as they're used to that and acclimated to that. Um, and, and the Packers guys are, are going to have to figure out ways to stay fresh and hopefully uh, not have to be stuck out on the football field for uh, uh, long stretches or, or losing that time of possession battle. That's a really good point. I, and, you know, I, I, I get the, um, the the feeling of necessity to play Kenny Clark as many snaps as you can, but we see it and we, he's human. He wears down the, the more snaps he plays. Um, I would love this week, in addition to Slayton and, and, and Devontae Wyatt, we've talked about Carl Brooks, um, you know, getting maybe some more snaps there along the defensive line as well. Um, he's just really stood out. So even if they work him in for an extra five to 10 wags, that's, that's that's plenty extra, right? To kind of just keep working them in and rotate some guys in and out because I don't care how good you are. Once you're gassed, you're gassed. And especially in that thin air, as you mentioned, it's not coming back that day. So I think that the coaching staff's going to have to be extra smart uh, this week in how they do that rotation, especially with the big dogs up front. All right, very good. Well, Dane, do you have any other thoughts um, uh, matchup-wise uh, for the Packers' defense against this Denver offense? No, I, I don't. I mean, it's just it, we should be better than Denver in both phases of the game. If you look on paper, I think we are. Uh, but that's why you play the game. So I, I just I fully expect the Packers to come out and ball. And uh, there's only so much you can say. Right. I mean, this is a team that we, we don't know exactly what we have. Um, it's going to say a lot about the character of the team. I think the coaching staff and the mentality of a, a young offense and a um you know, a more veteran defense, uh, how they come out and if they're flying around or if they come out flat, because this can't team can't afford to come out flat. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Dane, um, I'm being mindful uh, of your, your illness you. and, and we're mm-hmm. actually making record time here, I think <laughs> in a preview podcast. So uh, it's time. Uh, yeah. Let's get into our leap spirits, X factors and score predictions of the week. And all of you that are following along here in our live streams, uh, please feel free to throw your X factor predictions on both sides of the ball into the chat. Throw in your score prediction for this week's game. Uh, we'll try to highlight a few of those here if, if you put them in there. Uh, but, Dane, um, I'm just going to lead this off. I'm going to give you yeah. a, a moment uh, to collect your brain freeze. And um, I'm going to start on the offense side of the ball uh, with my offense X factor. Highlighted a little bit and kind of alluded to it. But uh, I'm going to go with Romeo Dobbs. I think this is a big mm-hmm. Romeo Dobbs week. Uh, and uh, certainly having a fully healthy Christian Watson. I think we work through that. Okay, we've got Watson back. We want to like get him the ball, but I think it's just a matter of mashups in this one, and I really think that Romeo Dobbs is also going to be a guy that can be a big target to help Jordan Love get some rhythm and consistency um, in moving the chains. And so I think he might be looking his way a little bit more even than he typically does uh, in a given week, both to exploit the matchups and to get some rhythm. Uh, in addition to that, I think Romeo Dobbs is a guy that can really benefit from Aaron Jones's return. So mm-hmm. instead of the Packers facing you know, long down and distance situations quite as often as at least I'm hoping they don't this week against Denver. Um, perhaps we're in more second and two, second and three or third and short. Um, and so Romeo Dobbs as a guy that can get open in those underneath routes and those shorter routes uh, becomes infinitely more valuable to Jordan Love and uh, in, in enabling to move the chains and for the offense to stay out there on field and keep those drives going. So I think Romeo Dobbs 
Dobbs uh, is going to get a lot of targets this week. Hopefully he can make the most of those opportunities uh, and uh, have a big game. And, and for that reason, I'm going with Romeo Dobbs as my offensive X factor of the week. It's a great choice. Um, I'll stick with wide receiver. I'm going to take your boy, Jaden Reed, uh, because <laughs> I think a wide receiver is going to blow up this week. I really do. Um, and I just, you know, I, I think that there's there's a lot of um, vulnerability, uh, this defensive backs for uh, for Denver. So maybe maybe it's Dobbs, and I love that, but I'll go with Jaden Reed because he's shown so many flashes so far of a guy who can be electric with the ball in his hands, maybe coming out of the bye week, Maybe they give him a couple more end arounds, get the ball in his hands a little bit, work him back in, get a little more creative with him. And that opens some other things up for him down the field going into the second half. So I'm just going to go with Jaden Reed because uh, gut tells me Whiteout's going to have a big day. And I think Jaden Reed's due for a big, big one for, for Green Bay. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, Dane, I'm not going to be sad if that <laughs> happens. <didn't> so. <laughs> and heck, uh, you know, even though he didn't make the list for this week, uh, a guy like uh, Dontavian Wicks, yes, uh, if you want to get the run game going he can he might get some more snaps and with that could come some more you know opportunities in the past game as well so i i'm prepared for any of those things and let's just say that if any of those things happen i will be a very very happy packer fan come on sunday um all right defense dane i I don't know if you've got a guy picked out here but i'm going to let you take the lead on your defensive x factor yeah so we talk about rotating guys in and out and in our insta chat um Cold lunch cards uh, mentioned um, JJ Enigbare, and I think he's a great selection this week. Um, I'm going to go with that. I think that Enigbare has has had some really nice performances the last couple of weeks. He's been stronger in the run game as well. I think as the the last couple of weeks, he's growing into that role. Um, but Wags Rashawn Gary is always a wrecking crew, right? But I think that it's going to open up other guys. And you mentioned that thin air in Denver, and I think this is a week where the Packers defense. Can rotating guys in a ton. We've seen it the last couple of weeks where Van Ness and Enigbari get get some run one series, then it's Preston Smith and Rashawn the next. So this week, I just think that Enigbari might be on the opposite of Rashawn for a couple snaps. He's going to, you know, be able to chase some guys down. He's just going to have a day and he's going to, you know, I'm not saying he's going to have four sacks against Russell Wilson because even even now, Russell's still pretty elusive, but I think that he can be a difference maker and, and cause some headaches for this Denver Bronco offense. So J.J. Anigbari uh, at Edge is my defensive X factor. You know, Dane, we were basically aligned in lockstep with our selections, just, you know, different guys <laughs> in the same position group. I'm yeah. going with uh, Lucas Van Ness, Hercules. And I, I got to say, this is a, a guy that I think just has been a gamer <laughs> so mm-hmm. far early this season. and he's been out there. He's made some impact plays and I think he just keeps getting better and better every week. Uh, Honestly, he's been fighting through a a couple of nicks and injuries, just like a lot of guys, but I think his even more so. Um, And that hasn't, kept him off the field. Um, so I think a, a bye week has probably done him an awful lot of good, especially someone in their rookie season, long camp, going through five weeks, mm-hmm. uh, just to get us a, a breath and get a breather. Um, I think Lucas Van Ness, honestly, uh, I've what I've seen from him is not like, anything rookie defensive player of the year or anything like that so far. I'm not, I'm not going to get carried away. However, I do think that Lucas Van Ness is going to be poised for some really, really good football uh, the rest of the way. Um, So I hope I'm not wrong in making that prediction, but I think, you know, I'd think about 
his ability to run guys down. Um, same thing that he did when he ran down Justin Fields against the Bears mm-hmm. in week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the last time he was truly fresh. Uh, Fields thought he could outrun him in the flat and get around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, kind of the same way. Lucas Van Ness, he's got the speed, he's got the size, he's got the reach, he's got the grip and the strength. Guys aren't going to get away from him when he gets them in their grasp. Um, so I, I think Lucas Van Ness is someone that could have a, a really high impact in this game, both in the rush defense and as a pass rusher, uh, to be able to contain a guy like Russell Wilson and to be able to give opportunities for some of his other uh, teammates up front to, to find gaps and find opportunities to close in that pass rush. So um, Lucas Van Ness is my defensive X factor this week against the Broncos. Great choice. Great choice. And you're, you're hot tonight, Wags. I think keep going. What do you got for a score prediction, man? Oh, dang. Um, so I'm just going to keep this short. I, honestly, we've, we've been talking about this. Mm-hmm. You posed the, the big question at the, the beginning. How big of a game is this for the Packers? If the Packers want to be taken seriously as a team to at least be in the discussion uh, to get into the playoffs this year, you got to win this game. Um, Now, I know I gave a lot of qualifiers about how the Packers have to play well every week to have a chance to win, and that's all true. But the fact of the matter is, if they want to be taken seriously, uh, they got to win this game. They're not going to be able to climb out of a hole if you can't finish off a game against the Broncos. I don't care if it's on the road. I don't care if they have a mini buy. I don't care if they've started to play a little bit better. This is a week you've got to play well. You've got to go. You've got to take care of business, win a football game. Um, So I am am quietly optimistic that the offense finds uh, some rhythm with the return of Aaron Jones this week. Um, uh, If he is able to go, which we do expect that he'll be able to. Um, And I think the offense put some points up to the board. Um, Packers 31, Broncos 23, go on the road, take care of business, um, put one in the left-hand column. That'd be great. If we could put up 31, I saw John in our chat also said 31 for the pack, which I, I love that. It's a great number. I got a slightly lower wags, but I we're in the same neighborhood. I got 27, 17 Packers. Um, it's 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 going to be uh, maybe start a little bit slow, but I think that Jordan, the offense settles in. You mentioned Aaron Jones, and I just think offensively they settle in. They get a couple big plays too uh, out of either breakdown or just mismatches uh, offensive against the, the Denver defense, and Packers get some points this week. So I've got 27-17, and the Packers are able to move to 3-3 three and three on the year. All right. Well, two more winning predictions for Dane and Wags here. So, um, folks, thanks so much for joining us in the chat coming up at bye week. Uh, Dane, I hope you feel better. Um, you know, uh, I give you the award, the podcasting award for the night. You got the gold star. So congratulations on a amazing gutsy performance. Really appreciate you coming through. And I think that's good vibes, good karma for the Packers come Sunday. So folks, uh, as always be legendary and go pack. Go, go. Pack, go. Every year I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack, go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack. No, I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.